What's going on, everyone? This is Stephen Brogan Cortez. You've made it to the YVF Not Podcast. This is episode 51. Today, I have uh, a very special guest, like always. I have uh, my friend Angela, uh, also known as Angela Life, the cosplayer extraordinaire uh, who is also not so bad behind the sticks when it comes to Smash Bros. Uh, we had a great conversation. Uh, we talked about uh, nerdum. We talked about fandoms. We talked about Marvel. It, it was a great time talking with her and just to get to know my friend a little bit better. Uh, sit back, relax, uh, and enjoy the Why the F Not podcast. Let's go. recording boom 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 fun times so yeah i don't know if uh if you've checked out the any episodes of previous guests i've had but like it's super chill vibes here uh this is the why the f not podcast what's up y'all uh today <laughs> i have a friend who i met so f- uh, first off this is not a friend from college so that's something i'm breaking tradition with the show almost every single guest is a friend from college uh, oh, that's fun. It's still fun, right? <laughs> but but today I have a friend who's a friend of mine from college. So you're still kind of connected there. But yeah. the friend that we met, we met when we went to go see Starbomb, right? That's what we met, right? <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yes, we went to go see, like, NSP. Yes, Ninja then- Sex Party. <laughs> but And our group was, like, we, we named our group NS Pals. Oh, we totally did. <laughs> Dude, I remember that. Well, let me officially introduce you, Angela. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Why the F Not podcast. I'm really happy you could uh, you could join me, have a talk with me, just chill out with me. Um, how you been? How are you? Like you have this little ri- literal ring around you glowing because of your chair, man. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. I like recently celebrated my birthday on Twitch stream. So all we did was open up presents from fans and stuff. And this was like one of the presents that we got. It's like a super gamer throne chair. And I just feel so epic now. Dude, it's sick. It's like you have star power activated. I know. I'm like ultimate magical girl form right now. (laughs) It's amazing. Heck yeah. Well, happy birthday. (laughs) Belated birthday. Uh, But uh, so, yeah. So in this show, we like... So I don't necessarily like want to just do a, a straight talk about like what you're working on now or like any of that. Like I like to. So this is called Why the F Not. This show yeah. is is is, you know, in a world filled with people saying why, 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 you know, I'm here to just be like, no, why? Why not? Why the fuck not? You know, <laughs> and for those who don't know Angela, a quick rundown as far as who I know her as when I met her and seeing her grow and just blossom into this like massive content creator i i I first saw her artistry with her cosplay and and correct me if i'm wrong you you made your cosplays right by hand yeah i pretty much made everything like up until very recently because i started doing more personality work so we're on youtube and we're on twitch and we're on tiktok now so i've pretty much made everything since like 2013 it's been a long time <laughs> dude and so what was it like okay so i mean obviously you're an anime fan you're a fan of all things nerdy too i assume yes absolutely i started off as a video game fan actually it wasn't until like i did watch a few animes growing up but i definitely wasn't like mm. a huge or anything 
like uh, I, I've probably only finished a handful of animes in my lifetime. But I started off as a video game fan for sure. What was, yeah. What's your number one? Oh my gosh, there's so many. How could That's you say question? that? That's a hard question. That's definitely a hard question. Like right now, what's your number one right now, if anything? Because it, it always changes. Right now, what's like, what's got your heart right now? What game? I'm really into a Korean MMO called Lost Ark at the moment. And my community knows this because it's all I talk about. And at Anime Expo, I cosplayed Sasha, which is like one of the characters from Lost Ark. But I've always been a diehard Super Smash Brothers fan. Like, for real. I used to compete in all that. So was Did you compete like before you cosplayed? Uh, I would go to tournaments and like have friends at Smash tournaments. But it wasn't until... I was in cosplay already. I started competing. Yeah. So I was really into esports and all that. <laughs> so that was even, sorry, my discord thing keeps notifying. And I remember, and I noticed in my last, so I'm just going to take care of this really quick. Cause I don't want it to distract me. Last episode, it nice. was just in the way. Just got to turn off these darn notifications. That sounds see. good. I want to ask, am I allowed to swear on your podcast? Hell yeah, you are. Fuck yeah, you are. Okay, sweet. I was like, his title is censored. Am I not allowed to swear? Oh, it's only censored so that people don't get scared. <laughs> they're like, oh God, and not then, the F-bomb. Yeah, and then and then they're like, like not the F-bomb, but then like, and then they listen in and then, we, and then I start talking about fucking cycle breaking and childhood trauma and they're like, what the fuck did I just enter right now? Oh um, God. But, okay, so, 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 so. 2013 you said that's when you started cosplaying but before that you yeah. were su like super into the smash community already yeah but definitely because of my little brother so he was a huge fan of smash like celebrities i guess and so i would take him to tournaments and stuff all the time so you just tagged along yeah i was the older sister that was like i'll drive you i was like totally mom friend oh and dude, i was like oh so sweetie rad. let's go yeah and he's playing and I'm just support. <laughs> so what was it? What was the what, what was that moment where you were like, you know what? I want to make something. What was that moment? Yeah. Oh, I love telling this story because I've only told it once on like one interview a billion years ago. But um, it all started off during like this Halloween costume contest at my old school. And then. A few other girls and I kept doing like a group every year. We did like a Halloween group and we would win this contest every year. And by my third year of school, they were like, eh, we don't want to dress up anymore. And I was like, what? This is like tradition, you guys. We have to like dress up every year. And so I decided to make a costume by myself. And I was like really into Avatar, Legend of Korra at the time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to dress up as Korra and I'm going to make this myself. And we're going to do a whole photo shoot and everything. And then when I posted it on Tumblr back in the day when Tumblr was like really big, yeah. um, that's when it kind of went viral overnight. And yeah. yeah, it was nuts. This guy named the Frogman, who's like a really big Tumblr content creator, uh, like reblogged it. And I started getting like notifications like on my phone, like boop, 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 boop. And that's when I became addicted. Wow. I was like, we gotta do this again. We gotta cosplay something again. And then I haven't stopped ever since. <laughs> Dude, that's so sick. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like an accident almost. Like how happy I got in the accident. Cosplay. Yeah. For Total real. Happy accident. And so so it you just kept hand making them after that. And then what 
So one one of the so one of the pictures I I uh, I picked for the cover art from what you sent me, it looks mm-hmm. like it says right here cosplaying gun by Toki Toki Tan. Yeah, so she's my seamstress uh, as of now yeah. because again we're doing more personality work. Mm-hmm. So I don't always have the time to make everything anymore. We're pumping these out so fast that now I have a team of people that make stuff for me. So sometimes I'll do the easier things, but definitely when I first started, I made everything. Yeah. I mean, what were some challenges you found yourself in back in the day? Oh God, I would say, and I, I kind of want to speak for like the community at this point, but like keeping up with trends Mm. is like probably one of the toughest parts of our industry. Like whenever something new comes out, we're everybody, all the cosplayers are like, we got to do this like tomorrow so that you can keep up with the trends. Um, and so I think making stuff fast is like one of the biggest challenges for sure. I mean, what's the what's like the, the tightest window you had to make a, a cost a cosplay for? Like the night before an event. <laughs> like you found out and then had to make it night before. Yeah, like that yeah. actually just happened recently. I don't know if you're familiar with an anime called Spy Family. No, what's Spy Remember Family? It? No, what is that? Spy Family is basically like, think of like Spy Kids, but like mixed with Kingsman. So there, there's a little bit of violence in there. Kingsman? Right? Oh, the, the like Kingsman. Because that was a comic book made into a movie, right? It was like a, was it, what was it from? Yeah, yeah. So Spy Family is like about this mom assassin and like dad gunner. And then like the kid can use telepathy, but basically they're a spy family. And so the girl, the mom mm-hmm. is like, was really popular, but the event of anime was the night after, literally like the day after. So within like those nine hours that night, I like busted out your cosplay. Yeah. And so did you pull from from costume pieces you already had? Did you have to build them from scratch? Yeah, I had to make it from scratch. So you so you yourself are a seamstress. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a self-taught seamstress. So everything I know, I've learned from YouTube, experience, trial and error. Been a crazy journey. For real. (laughs) Damn. Yeah, it's been... (laughs) It's been pretty rad to just be watching it from the sidelines, you know, like just from back in the day, just remembering, just watching Starbomb Star Bomb and freaking NSP just rocking out. And then years later, I'm just like, oh, what the fuck is going on, dude? It's so rad. Yeah, it's a it's a booming industry for sure. It's a new one, but I love how it's becoming more and more mainstream. Oh, yeah. I yeah, mean, it's popping up in in pop culture, even just in Marvel shows. You know, Miss Marvel, and just in that show alone, like her character alone. Like, have you been watching Miss Marvel at all? Yeah, I have. I love keeping up with Marvel stuff. Okay, what do you think of Miss Marvel then? Because I've been hearing so much mixed mixed opinions, which just, I'm just it makes me feel a certain way. But how do you, how are you feeling about Miss Marvel? I freaking love any. I'm like a huge fan of any female characters that take on like a powerful role. Because I feel like, especially Marvel, is like riddled with a lot of like male leads. And so any female lead, I'm like, yes, let's go. And there's always complaints after after a female, like after a guy does a does a movie, like no one really complained about Iron Man. Like, to, like Robert Downey Jr. when he made the first one, no one was ever like, ah, 
it wasn't that bad. Like it was terrible. Like oh, his acting, this or that. Like is he ready? Like no one brought up anything. They're like whatever, you know, cool. But like the way they're treating the the actor playing, um, was it, I want to pronounce it right, Kamala, right? Not no Kamala, no Kamala, no Kamala. I think Kamala. Kamala. I think. Mm-hmm. Like every like I don't know why people aren't praising her for her performance, you know? Yeah. To be a like literally this is her first major role, and I think she. She had some great acting moments for for being like a rookie per se, you know. She had some great acting moments. Yeah, I I like fully agree. I think it's so hard just in any entertainment like path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just being a girl is like really tough. Yeah, oh, dude, for I sure. can't imagine, dude. I can't imagine how how it's been for you. I don't know, just. Fandom can be toxic, dude. It can be toxic. How do you how do you deal with it? Like, do you just ignore it? Like, how do you deal with like the toxicity that that can be there? Um, I would say that especially in my community, I'm really lucky that it's full of really wholesome people that like care about me. And we all talk about mental health all mm. the time. Like in my Discord, I literally have a section that's called Healing Haven. And like we all about each other's well-being all the time and so i feel like i've been shielded from it a good amount because of that like literally my community is the most positive group on the internet so <laughs> i feel like i don't actually experience toxicity a lot oh. i feel like i don't but i understand that it's out there for sure i mean it sounds from what you're explaining it just sounds like you've construct yeah you just constructed this for yourself your community has you know everyone's has their own part in making the safe space because like you have to because if you just if you, you you can easily focus on all the negativity people can throw at you you can easily get lost in that but you have to you have to fight that and, and just i don't know will yourself to construct your safe bubble yeah it's so true yeah i see it happen to a lot of my friends but i just believe that like if you put out good vibes then like it attracts good vibes too mm-hmm. at any time there's like something weird happening everybody is it's just so natural they just go ayo bro <laughs> and then it just they kind of feel like the odd ones out you know and so <laughs> it's just naturally happens that way uh, yeah <laughs> naturally happens that way man so i mean so what do you do to yeah. other than your your community and, and and all that good stuff what what else do you do to keep your like keep yourself you know balanced keep that mental health life well you know like all all around like what do you do to balance your life out yeah oh my gosh i'm so glad that you asked about this because in the past year mm-hmm. dude with like covid and stuff happening i think that the biggest lesson i had to learn was like work-life balance mm. for real because when i was at home all the time i work from home most of the time mm-hmm. and so i was kind of surrounded with work in every room I go to, I like this room, I have my stream room. So I just like think about streaming. And then even outside, I have like all my cosplays in my workspace. So I just think about that all the time. So it's really easy for me to get lost in my work. But some things I did to balance that out, for sure, for sure, was therapy. Mm. Love, love it. And yes. um, I've been, yes, I've been going to this group called Healthy Gamer, which a lot of streamers like sort of talked about Uh um and healthy gamer is like it's like this company that like specializes in video game addiction but they help with other stuff too like anxiety and depression and 
I went to them originally for those things mm-hmm. and they've helped me out so much, so much. And if you ever want to check them out on YouTube, the guy is called like Dr. K and he has like a bunch of people he trains and they have like these health groups and it's so amazing. I, I always advocate for them. I'm like healthy gamer. Yes. That's brilliant. Cause yeah, I mean, a lot of the times we go to video games or whatnot, you know, to, to escape, you know, because, you know, sometimes, you know, life can be a little rough and we need a little, yeah. we need a way to escape and cope with all that. Right. But yeah, shit, dude, just like anything else in life, you have to balance it because like drinking alcohol, you can drink some alcohol, have a good time. Right. But if you start abusing that, it can kill you, you know? Yeah, that's so true. Like, I mean, living in Las Vegas, everybody knows I live in Las Vegas. So I, it's like really tempting to go down that road, but now I just do it for like a good time and I have a really healthy relationship with all that now. So mm. it's so awesome for real. It takes a lot of like self-reflectiveness now, like to see how something affects you and just admit it. Be like, oh, fuck, I can't be drinking too much. I get, I get really angry. Why do I get angry? Fuck. Why do I get angry? What's going on? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, like one of the, one of my favorite compliments I would get from my friends is like they say I'm like a really self-reflective person. And I feel like that was developed recently because of like being exposed to mental health conversations and stuff. So I take pride in that. I'm like, yes, self-reflection is so important. Journaling, so uh, important. Mm-hmm. Love it. Dude, yeah. this podcast started as my little own little journal. It's, it was just cheap therapy really? for me. Yeah, quote unquote cheap therapy. Definitely not a replacement for real therapy. You've gone to my own share of therapy. But this is yeah. this, this is all like the previous episodes, early, early episodes of this show were just cheap therapy, just kind of shouting words into the infinite void of nothingness, just trying to just, you know, just get it out. Dude, I love that for you. Have you feel like it's helped a lot? Oh, are you kidding me? There's been times where I've cried on on like while recording because like I'm just sharing raw emotions. I've it's 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 all inspired from uh, one of my biggest idols, uh, Kevin Smith. He's a writer director. I don't know if you know any of his work, Clerks and all that stuff. Yeah, he sounds familiar. He's so rad. He's uh, he he has a he has a podcast called Smodcast. He's had he's like one of the OG <laughs> podcasters too. He started even before like people like Joe Rogan. Like he was even Whoa. way before that. Yeah, he's an OG podcaster. Uh, and he said that, you know, he started off at no, he didn't start off as it, but he does use it as cheap therapy just to get his ideas out and just thoughts out that are clouding his mind. But he's also used his podcast as a creative space, uh, as a little workspace just to like speak and be and just be creative things, you know, because like there's there's a really cool thing that happened on his podcast where he shared this story that ended up being false, but a story of a, of a man who was kidnapped somewhere in Canada and that he, that he answered an ad. No, the man answered an ad in Canada for a room and board at this big fancy house and that it was this rich guy. Okay. And that this rich guy was saying, look, you can live here. You can, you don't have to pay rent, nothing, nothing. But for one hour a day, I need you to put on this walrus costume and just be a walrus for me. Why? what why why indeed kevin smith read that and he's like holy shit this is a horror film like this is i want like copyright kevin smith like he was like i want to make this i'm making this into a horror film and then a year later Andrew, a year later he makes tusk 
What? He made a movie Wait. with uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Let me just look it up really quick. It, it's and people judge him for it because it's really weird, but it's it is terrifying. It's a weird movie, but it's terrifying. Uh, it is starring Justin Long. Are you a are you a fan of Mr. Justin Long? He plays a lot of like comedic parts here and there, but yeah, it's uh. It's a brash and arrogant podcaster gets more than he bargained for when he travels to Canada to interview a mysterious recluse who has a rather disturbing fondness for walruses. What? This is like the strangest. I'm like so intrigued. I have to watch this now. Like too many questions are in my brain. You won't see the ending coming. It might make the ending might make you feel a certain way. I'm not going to say what because I don't want to put seeds in your mind. But and then after see and then after that. He was talking about making another movie because he wanted to make his uh, he called it the the great North horror trilogy. So horror movies based all location based in Canada. Why would they do that to my homeland? They're going to make us seem like scary people. No, because there is horror in Canada because there's the tusk. But then there's also this. Ready? Here's the other horror movie. He Well, the other one he made was called Yoga Hosers, which is about two girls who were and oh you would like this because we have two two uh, female leads as you know lead protagonists uh-huh. which, and one of them is his daughter Harley Quinn. Bad happened to them, I must know. To them, no, they're not like brutalized okay. or anything. No, they're like okay, they're the okay. badass heroes. They're in a band and shit. It's really rad. Oh, okay, okay, but sit, they, sit. yeah, it's it's really rad. They fight little like Nazi weenie men and stuff. Made it's, I know these are weird movies. But see, Canada, <laughs> it's in Canada. It's it's really. And then the third one he wanted to make that never that never was made was going to be called Moose Jaws. I don't know what everyone's obsession is with like Canada and moose, because I've lived there like my whole life mm-hmm. and I've never seen a moose in Canada ever, like ever. I th- and so I'm, I'm just like, what's everyone's obsession with moose and th- like in Canada? I, I think know. you should count yourself lucky because I, because I, okay, the way Kevin Smith describes moose, meese, mooses, mooses, <laughs> the way he describes them, Angela, they're terrifying. Their teeth are lined like shark teeth. They have two layers of teeth. Ew. Of, yeah. No, 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 and no. so, ready? His his image of moose jaws was like instead of water. Right, you would see a sea of green, of trees, and then like the antlers is going na 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 na, and then this is one of the best parts about the horror trilogy that there is an A-list actor who makes a cameo appearance and he does an, a legendary performance in Tusk, playing the uh, the pivotal character of Guy Lepont. Lapont. Uh, he is the f- French Canadian detective played by none other than Johnny Depp. Oh my gosh, let's mm-hmm. go. That's going to be insane. Johnny's- I'm looking at pictures of moose teeth and like honestly they're pretty cute. They're cute? Hold up. Yeah, like they're not even scary. It's kind of cute. They're moose just kind of like teeth. They're just kind of happy to be there. Like it, it just looks so cute. Oh, you know what? Hold up. I'm let me see. I kind of like them. I just want to be their friend. You know, if scary, why look like friend? Okay, here you go. Here you go. Let me see if this is a... I'm going to send you a video of, of aggressive oh, no. moose. 
aggressive because oh, like no. when you see like if you see like a picture of an animal just chilling right if you just see a picture of an animal just chilling and just you know like a bear you're like oh that's cute when you poo poo you know like oh wow that's adorable but then yeah. when you see an actual bear face to face looking at you with nothing oh god but a i would actually stare, i would actually cry if i ever encountered a bear in real life i would pee myself immediately <laughs> immediately pee myself yep mm-hmm <laughs> Dude, I learned recently that my Discord and I were we were like talking about animals and then we got on the topic of hippopotamus. Oh. Dude, they're aggressive as fuck. Dude, Have you ever Yes, I've seen them attack lions. Like I saw oh one god. hippo scare off two lions. Oh my god, but they look so cute. Oh, How yeah, cute they, they do. You'd never expect it. You would never. I feel like that that kind of makes sense, though, because if you're really cute, right, if you're an animal that's really cute, you would want to be defensive to the point of death, you know, because like True. if you're so cute, you're going to attract critters to you. You're going to be like, oh, that's a cute animal. Maybe I want to eat it. You know, whatever. You're like, no. True, true. Have you seen yeah. the, the horror uh, version of Winnie the Pooh? Oh, God. Why does that exist? There's a trailer out for it. No, 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 no. no. We are not watching that. I'm going to be shook. Ready? So can I just just search Winnie the Pooh the horror movie? No. Ew. Uh Oh, I hate it. Oh, I hate it. This is like some like Dead by Daylight mixed with Oh God! Mixed with FNAF, that's oh, kind yeah. of the vibe I'm getting. Five Nights at Freddy's, big FNAF vibe. Winnie the it's Pooh, cringe. Blood and Honey, cringe. There... <laughs> it, fo- it follows Pooh and Piglet as they go on a rampage after Christopher Robin abandons them. Piglet just looks like a normal pig. Like, why does t- Winnie the Pooh look like Winnie the Pooh, but Piglet looks? like realistic you, you know but you know with like with, with piglet what i love the most is that what he has tusks because that's what happens to pigs like if you have a pig in a farm it stays yeah. cute right but if you let a pig out into the wild like to forge for itself in like a forest or something yeah it, it, it physically changes it starts growing tusks oh so i love that, that Where's Eeyore? These are the real questions. What if they died? No! What if they Nothing died? bad can ever happen to Eeyore. That's they... his whole shtick. Dude, what if they make it really dark? I'm sorry to take it this way, but if what if they make it really dark and like Eeyore offed himself? No! You have to protect it. Eeyore. That's the one rule of life. Okay, Pooh. Seems like there's nothing else worth living for. He's my favorite. <laughs> I he love him. He's just a sad boy. And I'm like, me too. Same. Protect I, him. I think yours just like sadness from inside out, right? Where it's like sadness shouldn't be hidden or 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 shunned. It should be accepted, you know? I've actually never seen that movie. Inside Out? Never? Yeah, never. Oh, I just ruined the whole theme for you. Shit. <laughs> no, no, no. I know that they're emotions and they like eternally feel those emotions and that's pretty much it it'll mess you has there has there been a movie recently that's messed you up or a show like what's what's just what recently just messed you up i cried really hard watching turning red oh really like i was i was like sobbing yes 
do you mind yeah. do you mind like sharing like what, what like what what it was oh my god everyone's gonna this is exactly what i talked about on my last podcast but i love <laughs> briefly i love turning red because it's like makes such a great statement about ending that cycle of generational trauma mm. And I find that really relatable because I grew up in a Canadian, just like her, just mm-hmm. like Maylin. I grew up in a Canadian Asian American household. Mm-hmm. So like having parents that like came from the Philippines, they kind of like had certain expectations growing up. And then as a parent, they impose that on their kids and that develops into perfectionism and like being really hard on yourself and it's tough when you're trying to find your identity as an American, you know? Mm. So when you start doing something that your parents don't like, obviously like causes a riff in your relationship. And that's something that a lot of kids deal with. A lot of kids deal with. So when I saw that with um, her having conflict with her mom, I was just like sobbing. "Oh." "Oh, Oh, I feel that. And then she was able to overcome it. So it's like happy tears too. And it was awesome when you see like the ants coming out and like getting their items and just breaking them and saying, no, we're done too. We're here to help. Yeah, they ended up taking like, I mean, so this is super spoilers, but they ended up taking like the red panda and sealing it away for them. But, you know, she decided to keep it a part of her. And I'm just like, that's so beautiful. Ugh, such great symbolism. I like sobbed. It was it was a masterpiece. I felt like it didn't get the like reviews that it deserved Mm -mm. i think it's like one of the best disney movies i mean it's 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 different too what was um, please remind me what was the what's the main character's name again i believe her name is may lynn like i'm gonna gonna look it up but may lynn she doesn't like she doesn't look like your typical disney main character you know what you would think your typical female like look look what happened with encanto where like uh they thought that the the favorite character was gonna be like the prettiest daughter or whatever the girl who does the flowers but now they love the buff sister they love the vulnerability and i I, I, but but is is it maylin yeah it is ah sweet sweet but i don't know i feel like i don't know i've another reason why i want to do this podcast too is that people are really gravitating more to to things that are more genuine like when it comes to uh, what it is at the core. Yeah, for real. I like, I, I kind of like that though. Like Disney's going down a path where there's more representation happening mm-hmm. and I'm all about it. Like every movie that they've been coming out with lately, I'm like, yes, yes. But in the end, I'm still a big Frozen fan. Really love Frozen. All right, all right. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I'm personally waiting for Disney to be really bold and just give us our first gay prince you know our gay uh, prince love story maybe i mean i mean if you've ever watched eternals they did have like the gay parents so that was cute no that was cute and i love that yeah but i want i like it's just such a weird it's such a weird conversation when people are like you know when they're saying like oh we don't want to like influence children by putting like a, a gay couple in a cartoon movie but it's like dude snow white is really weird when you look into it what do you mean? So in, so in Snow White, the story, have you ever looked up their ages? How old the Uh-oh. prince is and how old Snow White is? Oh, I'm scared. Dude, well, she's, like, she's been like sleeping forever, right? No, that's Sleeping Beauty. That's Sleeping I'm, Beauty. Um, 
And then even Sleeping Beauty is a little, a little funky where like a little boy who's 10 is looking at a baby and like, oh, that's going to be my future wife. Cool. She's 14. He's 31. No one talks about that, Ange. I had no idea. She doesn't look 14 like at all. I know. And, you know, I mean, not a criticism at all on like what anyone dresses. Right. But like how many times you, like like that's a thing. Like, yeah, like sexualizing or making them look like they're not that age right like that was yeah that's always a thing like since snow white and that's the first disney movie and i'm not here to put it down it's a great like you know cool 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 but i mean if if if, if parents really want to be objective when it comes to like what our kids are watching then you should look back you know yeah because was it, was it because like that's just how it was back then like during her medieval generation i don't know i all i know is that uh, uh older man dating a younger girl at that age isn't wasn't that weird uh even, sadly in some states even now unfortunately what? dude in some that's weird dude in some states like 16 like a 16 year old girl or i don't know maybe boy too are allowed to like marry an adult like over 18 like over 20 and stuff it's weird stuff man but I mean, Elvis, Elvis Presley himself, his wife, they got married. She was like un way underaged. No way. Dude, like there's, there's a whole documentary about this. Yeah. And there's there's a history, dude, of I mean, oh God, Hollywood's like, oh, it's just it's fucking dark. But what's his face? Um, I feel weird watching his movies, even though I, I like the movies he's made. Uh, Willie, what's his face? Oh, God. Oh, he's from Ants and stuff. The movie. You're like breaking my reality right now. I know. I'm it's like, like it's like, don't meet your heroes. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. Don't don't meet them. My wholesome, wholesome reality. It sucks. It does suck. But I mean, if you don't talk about it, like it's just doomed to repeat itself, you know? Cause we like it's just weird even nowadays. Like I remember my sister was a big Fifth Harmony fan, right? Do you know that yeah, group? Yeah. yeah. And uh freaking I remember just because, you know, she was always talking to me about them. So I was like kind of not in, I was in the know of like Fifth Harmony News. But the second they turned 18, how fast their image changed. Like, yeah. They almost they broke my that. neck. Bro, that's how I feel about Millie Bobby Brown. Mm. That's there how I feel people, too. Every, people, there were literally Reddit threads of people counting down the days to her birthday, to her 18th birthday. That's so weird. Yeah, that's freaking weird, right? <laughs> it's like people care like, so yo. much. People care so much about your age. What's between your legs? What you do with what's between your legs? It's like, dude, fuck off! Like, what's that your problem? Yeah, yeah no, it's some incel energy for real. Uh, it's like, bro, back off! Like, go get a hobby or something, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, fucking. So, another person who has a very shady history. Are you? Uh, do you know of Woody Allen? I, I do. Hold on. Yes. Woody I feel Allen. like once I see their face, I'm gonna be like, oh, that guy. He's like mm -hmm. an older man now, but his. Yes, his, yes. Okay, I know him. You know his story? I mean, I see a picture of him with an Asian wife who so, looks significantly so you, younger than him. So what if I told you that Asian woman you see next to him before they were married was his adoptive daughter? <gasps> he married his daughter? Yup. Oh. They adopted her. I forgot from where. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let's find the story. I don't want to be talking out of my bum hole. Woody Allen. Like there's no. documentaries about this now. 
Su Yi Previn is the adopted daughter of actress Mia Farrow and musician Andre Previn, and the wife of filmmaker Woody Allen. So it seems like she was adopted by two different people. I wonder if she had to be adopted by other people once he wanted to marry her. Oh, I'm like I'm pretty okay, sure if legally, if legally he's the father, I'm, I don't think he can marry her. Legally speaking, right? It's like you guys have one contract already. So what if they had to transfer it? I'm completely just assuming here. Whoa. Whoa, I'm reading the craziest shit right now. Tell me, please share. Okay, Alan, 85, and Previn, who's 50 now, but she was 21 years old when when they started dating. Uh They have long maintained their affair, which began shortly before Pharaoh found nude photos of her in Alan's apartment when he was 56 and she was 21 Mm -hmm. in college. She was a college freshman. Oh, my God, that's crazy. And that's when the grooming started. Whoa. New HBO documentary. All right. You're like creating a list for me to start reading like all these crazy stories. You want to know what's the weirdest thing? The weirdest thing about about him as a person artistically versus who he is in real life, right? Yeah. He got infatuated with a girl who was in college, a freshman in college, right? A lot of his movies, especially his most famous movies, which I believe... What was it? Woody Allen's. Oh, God. I just I, I blocked him from my memory, honestly. Annie Hall. Annie Hall, which I've watched it and it's fun. It's it's funny and shit, whatever. But it's with Diane Keaton. But and this is this isn't the only movie he's made with this with this like plot line uh, loosely. But it's the plot line is an older man meets a younger woman who, and they fall in love. And usually she's like underage. Yeah. Like in one of them, she's like under 18. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, like, a whole Whoa. thing about how he's dating a high school girl. Whoa. Creepy. Did you ever, <laughs> you ever watch One Tree Hill? No, but I've, I've uh, wait, One Tree, yes, I have, actually. I don't oh, my gosh, my friend Russell's going to kill me because we used to watch it all the time. Yeah, okay, okay. Because okay. I stopped watching it after a certain season for a certain reason. But you've watched it? Like you see, yes, yes. Oh my god, I used to watch all of Chad Michael Murray's stuff like all the time. Dude, not gonna lie, he's up there with Tom Brady as one of the most beautiful men in the world. You know, for real, yo, facts. I love Chad Michael Murray, uh, but but that being said, right now in the season I'm in right now with him and as Lucas, I'm I hate him a little bit, but it's okay. He's he's so perfect all the time. You have to hate him, but anyways, in One Tree Hill, speaking of like older and younger. The idea of these younger women, like all these younger girls, excuse me, like, you know, Peyton, Brooke and and, uh, and Haley and all that. Not Haley. Haley's chill. Yeah. She's cool. But like the idea of them as like 17 year old girls, 16 year old girls hooking up with 24 year old guys. So normal. Romanticized mm-hmm. even. True, true. There was that one part where like one of the high school girls got with like one of the dads. That was pretty weird champ. Dude. Uh, hey, uh, Peyton, who was, I think she was in high school still at this point in the show, but she was like maybe 17. I don't know if she was a senior at this point, so she might have been a junior. She was dating, what's his face, the bass player from Fallout Boy. Oh, snap. Like, that was a whole thing. Like, he came over and, like, because, like, 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 he played at the club, right? And then they started uh-huh. flirting. But, like, I checked, and at that time, Story-wise, she's 17. He's who he is. Pete Wentz. I think that's his name. Pete Wentz from Fallout Boy. He was 24. Whoa. 
Whoa, I didn't know she was 17. She also doesn't look like it. You can never tell these days, man. And like the, and like for sure. But like and it's a show too cuz in in reality they're not they're not necessarily that age, right? But story-wise, yeah. I'm just like, whoa. Like me and Stephanie would turn to each other like, "Wait. Okay. Whoa. Okay, a little weird, a little weird Pete, a little weird." You know, the dad was so what's her face? Uh what's her, Peyton's dad was so chill about like, yeah, this 24-year-old rock star in the limo is just going to take my high school daughter away. Uh cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to uncomfy chuckle through this whole segment. That's totally fair, dude. That's yeah, that's all we can do. That's all I didn't even comfy chunkle during that. I was I was just glad when Pete left. I was like, fucking thank God. Go away. And his and I, not to tear into him, but his acting was horrendous also. Oh my god, but it was like in an endearing way. I was just like, this is so cheesy and corny, but I love it, you know? Yeah. And it was Pete. It's Lennon. one of those things. It's one of those things. And I, and I was like, I was like, Steph, it's so weird. Like, why, why is it Pete? Like, why is Pete the front man right now when he's just the bass player? And she goes, well, Steven, have you seen the lead singer? And I was like, oh, shit, my bad. I looked at him and I was like, all right, you're no, you're no, you're no beauty queen. I see you, buddy. Pete, you're the <laughs> cutest one. I see it. Okay. Not oh saying my God. much, man. Uh, but no, dude, I'm a big fan of Wintry Hill right now. That's that. That's got me. That's got me hooked right now. Dang. Oh, my God. You're like giving me flashbacks right now because one of my favorite cosplay memories was like I, I have this friend named Russell and mm-hmm. like if he's listening. Hi. But <laughs> um, we used to like have these craft nights where uh, we'd be building like foam armor together in like the the dead of night, like three to five in the morning. And we would just have one tree hill on while we're like crafting. And those are like some of my favorite cosplay memories because we would just be in that grind. But like one tree hills going on in the background. Dude, that, so. that sets up such a great vibe because like one tree hill played some amazing music. Yeah, for real. It, it really did. It was a treasure for its time. Oh, heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me see something. Uh, are you tight on time by any chance? Are you, uh, no? no, like uh, I'm just chilling. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Okay, then. Okay. Because, like, usually I'm like, when should... There's a certain segment of the show. I don't know if you know, if you've been listening, but there's a certain segment in this show. I'm not going to do it yet, then. Uh, I don't want to jump into it just yet. I usually feel like I jump into it too soon, but... uh, but uh, we were talking about Marvel and you said you're, you love, you love Marvel things, but I want to ask you then, cause everyone not just talking, they're not just critiquing Miss Marvel, but people are like critiquing phase four as a whole. Yeah. And how are you enjoying phase four at all? Like, how are you feeling so far as a, as a fan? <laughs> I just recently saw the new um, Dr. Strange. And I have like a whole opinion about that because Doctor Strange is one of my favorite Avengers. And I just feel like look zooming out and looking at his two movies, I just feel like he hasn't been represented like the best. And I just feel like it's such an injustice because he's such a great character. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just like didn't enjoy it as much as I would hope to, you know. But I thought that the villain in the most recent Doctor Strange was amazing. Like Wanda had WandaVision to build up to it. Mm-hmm. And like, I thought that was spectacular. She hard carried that film. So that's my opinion on like that movie. But as as far as the rest of Phase 4, um, 
Can you tell me like the other movies that are considered part of Phase I haven't 4? watched Thor, so we don't have to talk about that one because that one just came out. We I haven't wanna... seen Love and Thunder yet either. Th- yeah, fair. Because like so far, Phase 4. But I was going to say, though, uh, I feel like Wanda is deaf. Like in Wanda in, uh, in Multiverse of Madness was like Thanos in Infinity War, where it was Avengers yeah. Infinity War. But that was Thanos's movie. Yeah. Like, right? That's like supposed to be about him and like. Doctor Strange is supposed to be about Doctor Strange, but it, she kind of stole the spotlight. Like, mm-hmm. it should have been another Wanda movie because I felt like it was way more about her and her struggle with, like, trying to get close to her kids. And I, I don't know. I'm, like, a huge WandaVision fan as well. So, oh, now I'm looking at the list of all the Phase 4 stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's Black Widow, Eternals. God. Eight Eternals. But really? Love, I'm love a, I'm WandaVision. Not- you, wait, Love you, hate, Loki. you hate Eternals? I'm so sorry to, to, to bring you back. I got to bring you back. You hate Eternals? Uh, God. It was like... Yeah, that's probably... If I had to tier list mm-hmm. all Marvel movies, Eternals would be like in D or F tier, in wow. my opinion. Okay, okay. In my opinion. But Falcon Winter Soldier really liked. Shang-Chi was like... I would say like definitely A tier. Mm. Um, what If... I thought What If was okay... Um, but I, surprisingly, I loved Hawkeye. I didn't oh. think I was going to like Hawkeye. I was like, okay, you know, it's like a show about him. It's cute. It's Christmas themed. But I actually enjoyed it. Like, it was surprisingly funny. I thought it was really funny and enjoyable. It was it was very Home yeah. Alone-esque. Just like that whole, like, got to get to my family for Christmas. Just like diehard action. It was fun. Yeah. And it, oh, I thought she did such a good job. Like uh, Haley, right? I thought mm-hmm. she did such a great job. And that was right after I finished Arcane, just not a Marvel thing, but she voices Vi in Arcane. So I was already on like the track of loving her. You're like, I'm already fangirling over here. All right. I'm exactly. Exactly. She has like one of the best voices in Hollywood. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With phase four, I'm feeling like. I feel like people are getting a little antsy, like they want everything now. But I feel like right now we're in a place where we were back in Avengers 1, where the fight's over, the movie's over, and we now see a glimpse, you know, Thanos turned around, right? That was the end credit scene for the first Avengers, right? Like Thanos just turning around in his chair. Like that got us ready for what was going to come, not not even next, the year following years. We still had so many more movies to come. I just yeah. feel like right now with with Marvel, I feel like we're in the uh, we're simmering right now. They, they're we're simmering. It's true. I hope to see more of Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Oh. I loved Oscar Isaac. Holy shit! Like, what a great representation of like di- like dissociative disorder, mm-hmm. multi you know multi personalities. I was like, this is like one of the best, yeah, representations of like what it's really like. Sure, it has like superpowers and stuff. But all that aside, that's like, this is really what it's like. And so how, Not that I have it, but. But it's love, so well written that. and it's, it's so grounded yeah. and it feels so it just feels real. It, like you can you can see why he would go into uh, what, what were his personalities? It was uh, Stephen and uh, what was it what was the other what was the other personality's name? But you can see why he would go to Stephen. Stephen was the kind the kind one who was supposed to be sheltered from all the violence and sheltered from from all the all the pain that that he was feeling. 
Mark Spector and Stephen Grant. There it is. Mark was supposed to be the one who dealt with the hard things. Mark was the one who faced the darkness, more or less. And then Stephen, Stephen was, you know, the innocence that he wanted to take care of. You know, we all, I don't know, that's, it was fucking beautiful. And he's in, not to spoil it, you know, because like, it's spoiler around, because I want to talk about it, honestly. But yeah. when they're in the, in the boat, in the afterlife, and they're in the asylum, and then... Yeah. The moment when Oscar Isaacs is just like when he him as Mark when he starts breaking down he's like no 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 like fuck it just bro- you could see the little boy in him the little boy yeah. in Mark who's still just freaking out like I'm gonna mess it up I just it's, if Oscar does not win some sort of like w- awards don't mean shit like whatever like he did great but I I want him to win some sort of recognition for that role yeah for real like I I already loved him in Star Wars. And so to see him again in something else, I was like, yes, more Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Did you check him out in, uh, did you see Dune? I did watch Dune. I, I have opinions on Dune, but it's it's a setup, basically. So I'm mm. really hoping that like Dune 2 is going to be like amazing and blow me away. Because right now it's just, it's just set up. Oh, total setup. We just, we literally yeah. just saw a two hour opening of a movie. Exactly, exactly. So people are like, dude, it's the best thing. This is the best movie. And I'm just like, bro, I just watched a two hour music video about Zendaya, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like literally she's just a music video character. Like <laughs> I just saw Zendaya flowing in the desert wind. OK, that's all I saw. And then you literally and then a literally. magical little white boy named Timothy Charlemagne. Yeah, no fucking Timothy Champagne over here. Timothy Champagne, man, just bubbling (laughs) over here, bubbling over like here. Oh, uh, what was that line? Did you watch uh, Don't Look Up? Yes. Oh, my God. He's like, I fucking love those, man. He's like, "Mm." he was he was so charming in that movie. He was so charming. But that that whole thing was like, if you could like turn um secondhand frustration into a movie that's exactly what don't look up is oh when he's secondhand frustration the whole time oh so much when he's like at the news station he's like what are you talking about we're gonna die no and like when leo's just freaking out like that's how we all feel right now yeah yeah it it's so sad to say but i feel like if that kind of catastrophe was to happen i could totally see it turning out this way because dude just seeing like how everyone handled covid it was a fucking train wreck so i feel like it'd be the same thing be the same thing so i hope it never happened it's like one okay so one of the conspiracies out in the world of conspiracies is that is that they're gonna announce aliens right and that when they announce aliens it's gonna trigger us to all freak out and agree to like war like world unity you know and yeah. people are like, that's terrible. But I'm like, why would that? Let's just be one world, please. Like, maybe then we can go to space. Maybe then the aliens will talk to us, you know, once we stop blowing each other up. Yeah. You know, the telescope photos, though? Oh, my Is God. Talk about, I felt so fucking small. Yeah. We are a speck. <laughs> we are a speck of a speck on a rice that is up in the sky. Yeah. And it makes me feel like all my problems like don't matter. <laughs> like anything you're stressed out about today, it's okay. We're a speck. Fine. <laughs> Stephanie shares. She goes. Uh, she goes. She always shares the thought of like she goes. When I stress out, I like to just remind myself that I am just on a floating rock, 
hurling through yep. space. Yep. It's true. It's so true. <laughs> it can be slightly terrifying, but I mean, yeah. Cause like, nah. cause like, li- cause like life is meaningless and like you can get scared in that thought, right? You can get so petrified within the thought of like, life is meaningless. What's the point? You know, I'm so small. What's the point? But like, that's where yeah. you find beauty. That's where you find meaning. You have to first accept that nothing means like n- there's no meaning to anything. And then you oh. create meaning out of whatever yeah. it is you do, whether it's, you know, making cosplays, you know, playing fucking video games or like, anything you want whatever makes you happy just go do it like earlier today i was getting a little depressed seeing all the news about weather climate change around the world and and economic crashes or whatnot and and i'm just like oh i can't wait to go on the podcast and just record and escape yeah literally like it can be petrifying in a way but also on the flip side yolo hey yolo so (laughs) You know, it's I feel like that's the like sunny side of it mm-hmm. is that like you can go for anything, like do stuff that's scary and like go for that thing you've always wanted to go for. Because like in the end, it's just YOLO. That's how yeah. I like to see it. Hell yeah. YOLO, dude. All right. Well, yeah. I feel like this might be a, a comfy spot to get to uh, my favorite segment. Uh Angela, are you or do you know of Inside the Actors Studio? No, it's Inside the Actors Studio. It sounds like a behind the scenes thing. Uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very much like a behind the scenes look of like uh, actors or performers. Right. It's a, it was a show uh, on the Bravo Network back in the day on TV when TV's a thing. Uh, and a, <laughs> a guy named James Lipton was the host. And rest in peace, James. He passed away a little while ago. Uh, but uh, he would do interviews with, with actors and performers. And at the end, he had a set of 10 questions that he would ask uh, ask his guests. And uh, okay. it, it's nothing it's nothing too crazy. It's these questions are very simple, but they can okay. they can they can be the Look, they can be complex at the same time. So take your time answering them. No rush whatsoever. Okay. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> My first question is, what is your favorite word? My favorite word? There's so many. There's so many. I think the, the first one that came to my mind was limitless. Mm. Um, and that's actually the word... Um, that they used to name Shin Lim's magic show. And I love magic. Like that's probably like one of my favorite things about living in Las Vegas is I get to see magic shows all the time, but limitless is like, it just embodies so much possibility. And when he was talking about it on his show, he was kind of touching on this crossroads between picking piano classical piano playing for his career or pursuing magic and so he just felt like well with pursuing magic that there's no limits to that he can do whatever he wants he can make the impossible possible and i i feel like that really resonated with me because i feel that same way about cosplay like i feel like if once i get to embody a character i feel like i can do and be anything and i love spreading that message to anybody that likes art anybody that likes anime anybody that likes video games like i love encouraging people that like you're only limited by your imagination so 
I think that is like one of my favorite words because I, I really live by it. Hmm. Nice. Next question. What is your least favorite word? What? <laughs> There's also so many. There's like so many bad words out there that I'm just like, I don't like I don't even want to say them. Like, there's words like that in my vocabulary that, like, make me feel icky mm. when I think of it. You know what I mean? Like, I really don't like the... Just any any sort of, like, derogatory name that you can call people. Obviously don't like those. Anything that, like, categorizes people and, like, simplifies them to, like, one certain thing. You know, I have gay siblings so any like offensive things to call them i take that really personally so i think stuff like that it just makes you feel icky and if you say them you probably won't be my friend you <laughs> good to know good to know yeah next question what turns you on what makes you happy Okay. Well, like, that's what? why it's because the question alone. See, now you're the second person to react that way. My friend Rory, he reacted the same way. The question alone, the way it's stated in the show is what turns you on. But people sometimes mis uh, misinterpret that. So that's why I add what makes you happy? What makes me happy? Mm -hmm. This is rough. There's so many things. I think ah, there's so many things. Like, I think the obvious ones are like friends and family, obviously. Um, I think my community makes me really, really freaking happy. Like they're some of my closest friends. I'm not even joking you. Like I tend to hang out with my Discord and my fans and my community more than my IRL friends sometimes. <laughs> like there have been situations where I have plans to like hang out with people in real life and I've canceled because I just want to play Uno with my guys. <laughs> with like my fans like they're they're like they make me some like the happiest memories honestly um but i think the little things make me really happy like when somebody tells you like they were thinking of you or like when my little brother says thank you for something or just the little things having coffee in the morning i think that makes me really happy so I hope you feel that way too sometimes. Like I, I've learned to appreciate the little things. Beautiful. Next question. What turns you off? What makes you unhappy? Hmm. <laughs> oh, even thinking of them makes me sad. Um, I think I'm a person who is really prone to stress, is really empathetic as well so when i meet someone who feels great sadness or is going through something tragic especially grief grief due to loss i feel like i can feel those things i literally can listen to someone's story and like feel their pain i don't know it's kind of a blessing and a curse at the same time like i it's it's great to have great empathy but at the same time it sucks having great empathy because um, you feel everything all the time. So I feel like that stuff not turns me off, but it definitely makes me unhappy to hear other people suffering. That's why I always say that if I ever had a superpower, I would want the superpower to heal, like, and not just heal broken bones 
or like boo-boos, but definitely like emotional healing. Mm. I feel like that would that would make me so happy. Yeah, to reverse trauma or to reverse grief or heartbreak. Oh my God, heartbreak makes me so sad. Oh. So I, I, I think all those things, all those things. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Next question. What sound or noise do you love? <laughs> I don't know why, but when you said that, immediately my brain went to, oh no, he's going to ask me what sounds I hate. <laughs> this <laughs> you're I'm getting scared. the pattern <laughs> yeah hmm. sounds i love i love my younger sibling singing voice that's like one of my top 10 favorite sounds i love the sound of rain not thunder i'm really scared of thunder but that's for the next question but i love the sound of rain i love the sound of like heels clicking on like cobblestone i know that's like really specific but like some of my favorite cosplays, like one of the small, happy little things is that like I can hear myself clicking. I really like that. <laughs> um, love listening to music, big music audio person. Um, and I love hearing people laugh. I love making people laugh. <laughs> so I think that gives me life in a way. But I can't be a comedian. I'm too shy for that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All right. Well, you guessed this next one. What sound or noise do you hate? Hmm. You know, like in scary movies when they have like the eerie like sounds in the background before something scary happens, the build up, the build up noises. I hate those because I get I have like huge anxiety. So like it totally like starts to trigger me. I just like. I find that scarier than like the actual zombie or the actual monster making an appearance. I feel like the sounds they use in horror movies. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> um, I think I hate any noise that's like uncomfortably loud. It can be something innocent like a firework, you know, like I hear fireworks all the time, especially around 4th of July. But like if it's uncomfortably loud, I get like disturbed. You know what I mean? It's volume for me. Mm. It doesn't really matter what sound it is, but it's volume. Mm. Yeah. Nice. What is your favorite curse word? My favorite curse word? <laughs> have, you ever, <laughs> have you ever seen that TikTok where the person's like, do you cuss? And it's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> it's like, what do you... Hold on, hold on. I have to, I have to what, find it now. Is that Miranda so Cosgrove? Is that her name? Is it? Is I, it her? I, I think it was her interview. Like, yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> fuck. And then they're like, they like start laughing really, really crazily. Please tell me that this will come up. It is Miranda Cosgrove. You're a mind reader. I got you. What's your favorite curse word? Probably fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's so funny. Like it can be used in kind of a trashy way. But I feel like when the comedic timing is on point, I feel like the F-bomb is hilarious. I think it's hilarious if it used correctly. <laughs> nice. Nice. What profession other than your own... Would you like to attempt? 
Say that one more time. I need to process it. Of course. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? In my lifetime? Like currently? Uh, just hypothetically speaking right hypothetically? now. Hypothetically? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, wow. If I wasn't a cosplayer, I feel like I feel like in a second life somewhere I was a teacher. I just like especially for younger kids. I have a really soft spot for like brilliant young minds. I'm so fascinated by them. Like especially toddlers or like somewhere between the age of like like younger than 4th grade. I like love kids. <laughs> I like love kids, which is so ironic because I'm in an adult industry. Mm-hmm. Like I could never make an appearance at an elementary school. I would get in trouble. But like I just love kids. And I feel like I was a kindergarten teacher at some point in a past life. So I'd probably be doing that if I had never gone into cosplay. For sure. Nice. Next question. What profession would you not like to do? Um, I actually have a real life experience associated with this. Like, um, again, kind of growing up with Asian parents, we I was very used to high expectations and so my older brother works for NASA and my older wow. sister works for Disney. So you can imagine me as a third child being like, I dress up sometimes, you know, like it's kind of hilarious in a way. Um, so I had some big shoes to fill. I had big shadows. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that, my parents really encouraged me to pursue law. Mm-hmm. So they want, really wanted me to go to law school And I was kind of being groomed for that. Like I was being definitely set up for it. Did all the AP classes, was trying to go to like a law uh, renowned college and stuff. So I feel like it was really forced upon me. So I think that something to do with law would be a profession I would not want to pursue, which is why I kind of went with something more creative. It, it, It encouraged me to like go really hard in art and cosplay because I knew I didn't want to do that. But I had to do something equivalent. So nice. Pushed me. Yeah. Wonderful. And final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Whoa. That's a deep one. Whoa. I have like Personally speaking, I have like a really interesting relationship with faith. Mm -hmm. So that's like, that would be a really intense experience, first of all. Like if heaven does exist, which Mm -hmm. I believe there is a higher power out there that like moves the universe. I just don't know what. I don't know if it's like a sentient being like a lot of people believe. Um. But I know there is like a force that that moves things along in the universe. And I totally believe in karma and energies and like that you have the power to manifest. So I think that if I were to talk to a sentient being, what would I want them to say to me? I don't know. I don't know. I guess I would want some reassurance that my loved ones would be okay. I think that if I were at the end of my line and they look me look at me and say like 
you know, your friends and family, you know, Zach and Nilly and your parents, they're going to be okay. Mm. I think then I would be at total peace. Like 100 would guarantee I would be like fine, knowing that they're fine. Yeah. Very rad. Very rad. Well, we did it. We got to the end of the show. Yeah. Angela, thank you so much. Uh, now the floor is all yours. If you want to plug anything, if you want to share anything of what you're doing, uh, time. this is your time. Please take it away. Oh, awesome. Um, so I'll be making a guest appearance at Anime Impulse OC. That's happening later next month, I believe. And then I will also be on November 12th at Anime Expo Ontario. If you want to come meet me, I will be at that event. But if you're on social medias and can't make it out to events, definitely follow me on TikTok. That's where most of my content is nowadays. And that's TikTok.com slash at Angelife. Um, and on Twitter as well. That's where I'm most active on Twitter. I feel like Instagram nowadays isn't like what it was before. So I'm definitely on other platforms nowadays. Yeah. Right on. Oh. And at Angelife. Yeah. It'll all be in the description. That was Angela. Thank you so much. Dude, Winding thank down. you for having me. This um, was super fun. Yeah, dude. Yeah, right on. Happy to have you. <laughs> hey, everybody. That was episode 51 of the Why the F Not podcast. Don't forget, you can follow Angela on TikTok and on Twitter. Just search for Angelife, A-N-N-J-E-L-I-F-E, Angelife. We'll have her links in the description below, uh, as well as my links. Uh, just go ahead and just search Stephen Brown Cortez, you know, anywhere. Have fun. It's like an Easter egg hunt. Uh, and don't forget, most importantly, you're enough, more than enough. It's crazy how enough you are. Okay, bye. Bye.